Hey! Hi! Thank you. So you have no idea what to expect. No idea. So it's a it's a new feature in the store that makes something visible in the store only to certain people. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, it's uh, the the fundamental problem that we're trying to solve is how do you launch something that's already really high quality and fully tested in a production environment? Okay. Because in the past, you've had to, um, you could test it locally, but then when you put it in the store, it becomes visible to people. Right, yeah. And so you want to launch with really high quality. And to do that, you need to test all your services, all your experiences in that real production environment. But whenever you did that, suddenly people are like, oh, hey, so-and-so is working on this. Let's yeah. go check it out. There's a whole blog post. I'm like, look, this is available exactly. now. Here's the link. Go get it kind of thing. And yeah. sometimes you want to kind of keep things under wraps yeah. until you're ready to go. Um, one of the key scenarios is, you know, sometimes uh, maybe you want to be up on stage mm -hmm. and you want to say, uh, hey, this thing we've been working on in secret, uh, is it noon yet? Because at noon it's going to go live. And, and everybody can go get it. And everybody can go get it. And behind the scenes, it's actually been live for two months mm -hmm. and you've been testing it for two months, uh, but it just wasn't publicly visible until noon. Awesome. How does it work? Uh, so basically, uh, do you want to see the demo of it first? Absolutely. Well, I mean, we're already recording this. This ah, is part of fantastic. the show. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so I'm going to launch the store. I'm going to use the store protocol link to launch a specific product. And this okay. product is configured for private audience, mm -hmm. and I'm currently not logged into the store. Okay. So I expect this to launch the store and immediately say, the thing you're Which looking for you can't find it. is not here. It doesn't exist. Right. Now, it actually is in the store, yeah. but because it's configured to only be visible to the people that I've said mm -hmm. are allowed to see it, the store is like, yeah, that, yeah, this thing doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about this app. Totally. It's my favorite 404 ever. <laughs> error. So then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to log in. I'm going to use my Microsoft account, which is the same account that I've put in the group that this yeah. is visible to. Windows Hello is going to verify that it's me. And then it's going to refresh the page. And because I'm now authenticated, you can actually boom, see it. I can see it. I can purchase it. I can run it. Test LD bundle. Yeah, it's not the best name, really. It's very creative. I'm, nobody else would use it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me show you how to configure this in the store. This is configured as part of your regular app submission, okay. just like price would be, markets would be. So it's under pricing and availability. And we've split this into two parts. We've got a public option and a private option. Mm -hmm. Everything that we've published to date has essentially public. been the public option. Yeah. And really what that means is if I have the direct link to your store listing and I put it in, I can see your store listing. Right. Even if it's not for sale yet, uh, even if I can't buy it or it's not available in my market, I can still see it. It's still there. The store will be like, you're looking for this app? Here, here, here. the details. Yeah. Which is, you know, what the catalog is designed to do. But now you have the private audience option and you can use the same groups that you use for package flighting. Mm -hmm. So you might already be flighting packages to your test team. Now you can say, here's a new app that only my test team can see. So one of the other things you can do is you can set a date on which this 
private audience configuration becomes a public audience configuration. Okay. And the thing that's really good for is uh, if I had a conference coming up and I wanted to have my team get this product all ready to launch right at 12 noon on, you know, let's say March 21st, uh, then I could put that time in here, put, publish it as private, and it's still hidden in the store until 12 noon comes and mm -hmm. boom. It flips, it becomes private, and somebody can get up on stage and say, check the store, yeah. it just went live, and at 11.59, even if you had tried it, it would you be like 4 or 4, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Cool, and this is essentially just making it public audience at that point. Exactly, yeah. it is exactly flipping it to public audience yeah. on a certain date. Cool. Uh, it's also worth sort of differentiating between the private audience versus public audience master switch mm -hmm. versus all the details that you publish. So private audience will essentially take the whole app and make it visible only to these people. But beneath that, you can still configure it to say, I'd like it to return in search results, I'd like it to be purchasable, you don't need a token for it, all those options, even price. Uh, those are still valid. And when you're in private audience, they just apply only to the people who can see it. Uh, but it's super useful because you can get it configured exactly the way you want it to be when it becomes public, and then you can also say, and on this time, become public. Just make it public and anybody can start using it. Yeah. And if you want to change that, if you change your mind later on, do you have to submit a new submission? At that point? Yeah, it's all yeah. controlled as part of the metadata that mm -hmm. goes in the submission. Okay. So you would update it just as you normally would. But what if I want to add multiple people later on? I've submitted already, it's okay. already out there, and I want to change right. who gets access to it. So what you can do, uh, let me scroll back up. So let's say I wanted to, in addition to my test team, yeah. I wanted my colleagues or my enthusiasts to yeah. see it. So what I would do is come back, create a new submission, and just check colleagues and enthusiasts mm -hmm. as a group. Or let's say I hire a new tester. I don't have to submit anything. I can actually go to customer groups, go to my testers group, open that up, and just add the MSA for my new okay. tester here. And a minute At later- At any time, you can just yeah. do this, yeah. Like, because you can uh, manage the group membership mm -hmm. out of band. Um, it doesn't need a publishing event. Yeah. Uh, you can just add or remove people based on the makeup of your testing. So if somebody gets fired and you want to get rid of them from there, you yeah, can't have access to this anymore. Removed. Technically true. <laughs> uh, yes, but we try to stay positive. Okay, oh, somebody gets hired. Yes. There you go. We get them access. Totally. We talk about this being private. Uh, that's different from it being secret. Mm -hmm. And the difference is uh, there's humans involved. So if you make it available to a thousand humans, it is entirely possible that one of them will pull out their phone, take, take a, picture a picture of it, of it and yeah. boom, you're on Instagram. You can't stop that. It's, it's yeah, it's just a thing that people do. Yeah. Uh, and so when we, when we give advice for not accidentally disclosing a product, mm -hmm. we'll often cover things like check the services that your product connects to. For example, if it's a game and uses Xbox Live, Xbox Live has these great features about presence and connecting with your friends, and it will uh, tell your friends what you're playing. But there's an embargo feature that you can uh, check and say, hey, I want to keep this embargoed uh, right now so yeah. that it won't automatically alert other people that you're playing this. That you're playing some cool game, and then, that hey, else Nicholas playing this game, check it out. I was like, exactly. this doesn't exist, what are you playing? Like, yeah. oh, I can't talk about it. 
another avenue where people might accidentally say, hey, uh, I found a bug here is the Feedback Hub. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually working with the Feedback Hub right now to have them check the catalog and say, yeah. hey, is this a private thing? Should we keep this feedback private? But that's not in place yet. So for the duration, uh, I wouldn't encourage your customers to leave feedback via the Feedback Hub uh, until we get that end to end in place. Okay. So just use your existing process that you have for feedback. Yeah. Whatever process that you initially reached out and said, hey, do you want to be involved in this thing that isn't publicly known yet, uh, continue to use that process. Okay. They can actually leave reviews. Uh, in the store, right? In the store, yeah. 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 Uh, that's fine. And those reviews will show up in DevCenter. Uh, mm -hmm. You can go to DevCenter and read all the reviews. But because your product is private, um, the, the review system actually does check the catalog and say, is this a private thing? If so, I'll just keep it under wraps and show only the yeah. developer. So once I switch to public, those reviews that were left while it was private don't show up anymore? Correct. They're still, the reviews get stamped mm -hmm. uh, when they get written, and so they'll get stamped as private, and then new reviews, once it becomes public, will be visible. This is really one of three tools mm -hmm. that you can use to get uh, validation that your experience is a good quality before launching. Right, so you start, you have a new app, you're gonna launch in a couple months, you put it in the production store and you make it private audience. Mm -hmm. So only the people on your test team, maybe your coworkers can see it. And then you decide, you know what, I'm banging out a build every day and I think they're good quality, but I'm gonna send them to my testers first. So I'll create a package flight mm -hmm. just for my testers, but my testers and my coworkers are the ones that can see the app. My testers get the package flight, and then the best flight of the week, I'll elevate to my coworkers and promote. Kind of like flighting what we do with Windows right now, like exactly insider. Exactly what we do with Windows. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe you expand out. You have a thousand enthusiasts who are totally gung-ho, want to give you early feedback. You mm -hmm. add them, they can see the app now. And you decide, um, you know what? Those builds that I was sending to my coworkers, mm -hmm. I kind of want to pick the best of the month to send to my enthusiasts. Uh, and there's a lot of them. And so you might use gradual rollout to say, when I promote that build from coworkers to enthusiasts, I'll roll it out to 10% and just check telemetry, like, yeah, is that going There's well? no breaking bugs or whatever it is and people exactly. aren't complaining, so keep going. And I could do yeah. all of this while my app is private. Because really, it is the same app. Um, people who buy the app when it's private audience, they have an entitlement to the app. You flip the switch, it becomes public, and more people can acquire it, mm -hmm. but it's not changing any part of the app itself. Um, we actually had long discussions like, do we want to call this beta? But when we say the word beta, like different people assume okay. different parameters. Like sometimes a beta app is an app that's side by side, where you have the beta and the real version, real in quotes, okay. I guess, and they're, um, they both run at the same time. This isn't a separate app. This is the app that you're going to launch using the yeah. services that it's going to use in pod. So you're testing exactly how it is that other actual people will use this app. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for coming all the way here to do this. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and I hope people get a lot of value out of this feature. Uh, what's the best way for developers to give feedback on this? So we have a feedback control right in DevCenter. You can uh, leave feedback on a particular page. Okay. Uh, also, when we publish the documentation for this, uh, it'll be part of the regular how to make your uh, configure app for being for sale in the mm -hmm. store documentation. Uh, there's a forum uh, comment system directly on our topics, so we welcome feedback via that route as well. Perfect. And who's reading that feedback? Uh, I am. 
<laughs> so we'll, we'll tell you by name. Hey, fix yeah. this. This like, is not hey, working. Hey, Jonathan, <laughs> I really wish for X, Y, Z. Yeah. I bet a lot of 3 play studios actually use this because that's uh, for gaming. This is huge. Yes. For games. That was one of the big drivers. Is, yeah. You know, games have got you know, $20 million in. I need to keep it secret and I need to test it production. Like, it's just not enough to test in a sandbox these days. You have to test your production services.